but it did do. Hello. Hello. And welcome to We Like Stuff, stuff and, and So, so should, should You. A show. A show. It's a show. On the radio. Where we talk about stuff. Th- that we like. And hope that you like it as well. Yeah. Two, some would say. Uh, yes, also. Um, yeah, we are what we are broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio, C F F F F M. I don't remember the radio station. Please say it. Ninety-two point seven. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been just a little bit. We're at the end of January when our first episode back from the break was at the beginning of January because. Things are uh, always a nightmare, as everybody should know, but we're making the best out of it. And we're making shows and producing content when we can. Um, So here we go. Oh no. (laughs) Do you have a little like for today? (laughs) What the the frick was that? That was the computer. Can you plug it back in? Got enough troubles. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing? Uh, something troubles? Something with you and your brother. You were singing that weird song. Oh, the boy was making troubles? <laughs> yeah. Tubbles. It's not trouble, but it just yeah. sounded the same. Tub bubbles started to rise. The boy was making troubles. There's my little... mother was not <laughs> surprised. Um, yeah, I think that's my little like all just all the weird little songs that you do. It that's... definitely stems from you and your and your brother. I didn't make that song up. That's a real song. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying that you do them. Yeah, I do. With your brother included. Yeah. And it's very fun. Yeah, I like weird little songs. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I. My little like is. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've got one. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. Drum roll, please. (laughs) There's a way to do that with your tongue. I don't want to. (laughs) I swear to God, I know how to drum sounds. I promise. out for them to sort of sleep in and he cuddles in it and uh, his foot sticks out yeah and usually like half of his body is sticking out too even though the tunnel is more than big enough oh, to yeah. fit his whole whole he could fit diagonally he could probably fit like widthwise mm-hmm. but he just he gets comfortable and that's all he needs it's amazing yeah I don't remember who went first because it's been like two weeks mm-hmm. do you want to go first sure I hope you're not going to talk about the same thing that I was going to talk about. I don't know. What are you going to talk about? Well, I was going to talk about a little show we watched recently. I was not going to talk about that. 
I'm going to talk about The Mandalorian. Yeah. Which we are really late to the train of watching it. Um, because I feel like people were freaking out about it for a long time, saying how good it was. And we literally just started watching it on the weekend and already have finished it. Both seasons. Yeah. And it's great. It's really good. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's, Even if you don't like Star Wars. Yeah. It's the best, like, Star Wars thing by far. And just in general, a really good show yeah it's just um, fun to watch like it, it i can't remember who i was talking to um all star wars every single star wars uh, as well as basically every marvel needs to be a tv show it cannot keep being movies yeah. they cannot keep doing this tv shows are the way to go mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just a, it's just a really good format for a tv show as well i can't i don't know how to describe it well, it's just because you can have more world building and, like, more stuff going on than you can fit in, like, a, a movie. And also you can have, like, characters. It's just, like, one of those things that feels so good when you have those, like, reoccurring characters like you have in The Mandalorian, where, you know, he gets these, like, allies and friends. And then when they show up later, it's just, like, really exciting. Whereas, like, in a movie, you don't really get that unless it's, like, in the sequel to the movie, I guess. Yeah. Or it's a, like a little bit forced because that the relationship isn't build up, built up enough. So when they show up for the final thing, it's like, this is cool, but I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough time to build those relationships. And um, yeah, you definitely get a lot of really awesome relationship building in The Mandalorian. Um, but uh, I gotta say, my favorite part about the show is obviously Baby Yoda slash Grogu, who is the best character on any show. Like, the <laughs> is most... That a, is that a spoiler? <laughs> no? <laughs> when did the season come out? I feel like if it's been past a month, that's... Anyway, Baby Yoda is his name <laughs> only, um, and he is a sweet little boy, and I love him so much. He has the tiniest little hands and the biggest eyes and this little tiny nose that's like a grain of sand on his face. Yeah, it's very and good. It's just so cute. Everything he does, the sounds he makes, the little way he walks, because he's so tiny, when you pick him up and he's like a sack of potatoes, I yeah. love that. And, like, Disney has so much history with good animatronics, and they do not utilize them, but always in Star Wars. So it's usually utilized very well. And the little animatronic for the child, which is what it's also called, um, it's one of the best uh, animatronics I've ever seen. Because every time I look at it, I could see the mechanical movement, but it's like, no, a baby doesn't know how to move. That's how a baby moves. It's very good. And then, yeah, when you pick up this little animatronic thing, it's like, that's a baby. This is real. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, I love... So, te- so, tell me what the story is about. Oh, the story <laughs> is about Baby Yoda only. It's the whole thing is just about him. Pretty much. His likes, his dislikes, the things that he wants to do with his life. He's just a baby, but he's also 50 years old. Mm-hmm. That's in the first episode. Yeah, that's, so. that's not spoilers. Also, first season. Anything in the first scene is fair game. Second season, yeah. yeah. But uh, there's also this Mandalorian guy. He's a bounty hunter. He's a part of it, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but Baby Yoda is really the front and center character. He's the star. He's the star. Um, but, it, yeah. It's one of my favorite things because they haven't... 
I, I believe in all, throughout all Star Wars canon, um, they have not named the species that the child and Yoda is. So we don't, we, this is like, this show has been the most amount of information we've ever gotten about what Yoda is. And we, ha- we know nothing. We don't know what they're called. Um, they're called Yodas. <laughs> Yoda just doesn't have a creative name. <laughs> they just named him after his species. <laughs> that must have been so confusing, meeting yeah. like any species and being like, I'm Yoda, I'm Yoda. <laughs> it's not that confusing. They're no, like, but we've never meet, seen anyone to like To meet you any other species and be like, why are you called so many different things? What if he was just like, I'm a Yoda, you know? And then they were like, oh, your name's Yoda. And then that just caught on. Never, just never fixed that. And he was just like, I guess, I'm like the only one, so I guess I'll just... I'm like the only one. Yeah. (gasps) Well, the baby's there. So, one thing that I've always seen online in describing or talking about the Mandalorian and the child is that the child just likes eating things. It's very good. But he's effectively just, he will eat anything. Um, He's eating eggs of all sorts of different species. There's one shot where he's eating... Um, this weird, like, squid thing, and a spider baby thing, and it's a whole thing. Um, and one of my favorite things about that in relation to the species of what Yoda and this child is, is that Yoda might be like that too. Oh, Yoda's definitely like that. And, which, which is just... He just lives in the swamp and he eats, <laughs> he eats rats, I don't know. But it has my favorite implication of just being like talk about a species of creature that inherently has all these violent and monstrous tendencies and it's just like no i can control it i can eat what i want when i want it and i know it's appropriate and just meeting all sorts of other species that just like have like murderers and homicidal people and just being like you're weak i feel that every day and i don't do that i don't I don't think that's true. That's a weird take on it. Because It's so funny to me, though. Yeah, but that's a weird take. Because he's just a baby. Babies put stuff in their mouth, and he's hungry all the time. Yeah. And he eats meat. But you just agreed with me that Yoda is like that, that he will eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing's off the table. But you're comparing them to murderers. Yeah, and they're like, oh, to... I'm restraining myself. That's yeah, I'm weird c- comparing it to those tendencies. Because he, th- by definition, he will eat anything. That's that's all we were going for. He's not going to eat a person. Why not? I don't if, know. If, if the child had, a, had the option, I'm sure. No, he wouldn't. You don't know that. He likes, like, fish and amphibians. Yeah, he also likes the frog lady. Yeah. Yeah. Amphibians and fish. Part of that category, not a human. No, he, I'm saying he liked the frog lady as a person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyways. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway. Just the implications of Baby that. Baby Yoda slaps, okay? The show is great because of him. He makes it amazing. I want to watch it again just for him. Yeah. I I worked at EB Games while The Mandalorian became super popular and then the second season. Um, so I lived through like the first couple of months or like first half year where everybody was like 
dying for baby Yoda stuff or, or, or the child stuff. And then we finally had it and it still is never in stock because people still want it. Mm-hmm. And now that I've seen the show, it's like, I'm not like this, but I now understand. Like, it, it, yeah. it wasn't just like a bunch of people going nuts for no reason. They definitely had a reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Mandalorian's a bounty, hu- bounty hunter. Bounty. He's a bounty hunter and he hunts for bounties. He's part of a organization called Mandalorians. Um, what is happening? Are you from, doing this on purpose? From the planet Mandalore. And Wait. He is not from that planet. Hold he on. is a foundling. And <laughs> Wait a second. Parents are dead. And he has... <laughs> <laughs> and the Mandalorians found him and raised him. And now he's a Mandalorian slash bounty hunter because the Mandalorians are mostly dead. So. Um, yeah, there's there's like a whole history that again you have you do not need to know you get enough information throughout the show to make it like acceptable. Like Melissa has re- no real his seen, context. I've of seen Star Wars? the Star Wars movies. Yeah, but like you don't care enough. You don't follow up. I want to watch them again now because yes. this has made me more interested in the universe as a whole, and mm-hmm. I want to know more about it. We definitely got to take a crack at Rogue One. I haven't seen that yet, and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should watch that today. But yeah, no. Um, it's just the the just the way the show presents itself is so good. And not a lot of shows do that, and I was really afraid. And if you do know more about the universe, you get more out of it. But as like a viewer, like Melissa is more going into the show with no context i have some context i don't even know that much um but like we both got so much joy out of this show it's just a good and it, it has that classic feel of like um adventuring and D and stuff so like every time the mandalorian goes to a new place he's checking things out he gets like a job does the job moves on um sometimes there's um like it's related to his main mission like he always has like a main mission but he's just doing other jobs because that's what you do when you're an adventurer and kind of going about real yeah. good yeah Mandalorian 10 out, 10 out of 10 yeah and it's still got like that even though it's very serious it's still got that like cheesy Star Wars sprinkle on top yes which is very fun and playful so I, I like that anyway good show would recommend although i'm sure everyone's already recommended it to you because it's <laughs> old news that it's good yeah it, it is one of those things where it's like i i feel like you will experience people in your life that is like oh i know everybody says this but you have to watch it it's like this is one of the few things where it's like like my brother has been borrowing my sister's disney plus for it like i would find a way to watch it if you can it's absolutely worth it I would spend the time to, to find a way to watch it. Um, but again, the amount of shows that people have, or movies that have, people have told me to watch, and books. I stopped reading books like years ago, and people keep telling me about them, and I still keep wanting to read them. I'm not getting to any of them. Please, te- please keep telling me about them. I'm just, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm never gonna get to them. So I understand, but yeah. <laughs> Very good. What's your next thing? My first thing. Oh, it's Grogu. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, my first thing is 
rain sounds or like nature sounds, I guess. What? <laughs> that's I'm gonna I'm gonna use that all the yep. That's my thing now. You've you've allowed me to reclaim it. Um, Can't reclaim something. It's not yours. That's fair, I guess. Anyways, um, nobody knows what we're talking about. I'm gonna make sure that's deleted. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this microphone's sensitive, but I'm gonna delete that little bit out. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, when I was younger, I guess like in high school, I was... I, f I felt like I had trouble sleeping, but I didn't feel the effects of that. Like I would stay up forever and it wouldn't be a problem, like a classic child. Um, and sometimes when I wanted to go to sleep, um, I would use like nature sounds because my mom would always talk about it. Um, but she like she never. But my mom always loved these kind of stuff. And then she had a phone, and she never like put the pieces together that she can have access to these like sounds or like the things that she wants readily, which is whatever she wants, which is fine. But I took advantage of that because she always used to tell me that like rain sounds were so beautiful and it helped to relax and all these things. So I started listening to those going to sleep like at the near the end of high school, kind of alongside. I think I was talking about ambient sounds and music once before. I think I was talking about like parachutes and whatnot, kind of alongside that. Um, and yeah, there's just it's just rain sounds are so nice and like. I feel like there is an inherent, um, like, biological reason why it's so nice. Um, there's so much speculation that it's just, like, it's just nice because rain is good. Rain brings water and good for a crop. We've been doing crops for a while as humans. You can make all these, like, wild... We've been doing crops! <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo! You know about them crops we've been doing! Well, like, like there's... You can make so many wild like assumptions and connections that seem like they hold water, which is a wild it phrase. It does make sense though, because of like evolutionary yeah. like, things. But like, I'm I, what I mean is that I'm basing this off of nothing. Um, there are some, not there are some. There are definitely some really cool studies that have shown like um, listening to rain sounds boosts your like cognitive ability, which is really nice. I think it more has to do with. Um, allowing your brain to latch onto something while you're doing another activity. But I was literally looking up um, some studies because I wanted to back this up with something. Um, and there was literally a study um, when listening to rain sounds... Oh, what? Why, why is it called that? Apparently this study is called When Listening to Rain Sounds Boosts Arithmet uh, Arithmetic Ability. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. Arithmetic? Arithmetic? Arithmetic ability. But that's... No, I'm, t I'm telling you, that's the sentence. When listening to rain sounds boosts ar ar arithmetic ability. And I don't know why. It's on, like, the national... Um, uh, th there's a whole website. It's, like, ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. Um, if you've ever done academic things you will recognize that look i'm just trying to i'm not crazy 
Hello, my name is Brennan, and this is a show where I recite URLs. Apparently. Sit down, buckle in, and we've got some long puppies coming up for you. Anyways, so the Wikipedia dot com. That is not dot com. Slash. What? Wikipedia is not dot com. B Stop. Q dash forward slash seven eight nine dash copy slash edit seventy seven. Okay. <laughs> I thought that would be a funny bit. Well, you're it, not laughing. It'd be more funny if you um kind of morphed that into Order seventy seven, which is a Star Wars thing. Because we were talking about Star Wars. There was a whole thing, I think it was like in the second prequel trilogy movies, where they made all the clones based off of like Jango Fett or whatever. And I think like one of the Jedi like went to a planet and one of the people was like, hey, we got those thousands upon thousands of clones for you, almost like millions. And he was like, sure, I'll free? Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, and then there was Order 77, which transmitted to all those clone troopers, and the order basically was like a sleeper. It turned them all into sleeper agents, and it was like, "Hey, kill all the Jedi!" And they're like, "Okay," and that's why there's no Jedi. It was a whole thing. But the fact that you said seventy-seven, I was like, "Oh, is she gonna do it?" And I was like, "No, she doesn't know enough about Star Wars." And I probably got some of that story wrong. It's totally fine. But, anyways, I thought that's what the joke was gonna be. Would have been a good joke. It was just a funny joke. Yep. I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Anyways, this whole study was... It, it's a very small study. It only had like 50 people. Um, they did like a bunch of math problems, essentially. Um, in silence with like aggressive music and with very like soft ambient music relative to like nature sounds and they just they they found silence was detrimental when participants were faced with difficult uh arithmetic problem uh, operations that makes uh, sense yeah it, like just going kind of crazy in your own head trying to figure these out mm-hmm. um this finding suggests that the benefit of background stimulation was not music specific uh, but possibly due to enhanced cerebral alertness level induced by the auditory stimulation. Basically, just having anything in the background is A plus versus nothing. Um, and obviously, some people are not going to vibe with that, and that's okay, but um, I really do. And that's why I can listen to like wild things um, like uh, Parachutes and um, Alex and Jonesy, if I'm pronouncing, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, because I know they're like either Swedish or. Yonzi. Yeah, most likely. Um, and there's that other band, Sigur Ross. I was talking about that before, like last year, or probably, no, probably like two years ago. Jeez, we've been doing the show for a bit. Anyways, Rain Sounds, I've been recently super into. Uh, yeah, sometimes I wake up in the in the night. Brennan sometimes plays Rain Sounds when he goes to bed, and I always go to bed before him. Yeah. But sometimes I wake up and I hear the rain sound. Is it good? Yeah, Does it scare well, you? No, oh. I'm just like, oh, is it raining? Exactly. And then it's just I'm nice. like, oh, no, that's just that. But it's nice. It, it helps you sleep a bit. It is a nice sound. I like rain sounds. Good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, never going to ask you an opinion about it. <laughs> well, no, I, I was afraid that, like, 
I was always afraid whenever I put those rain noises on when I went to sleep, you it would bother you. And usually when I go to sleep, it, you don't wake up, which is good. But then it's like you just said, you were just you said, never wake up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I am. Well, anyways, um, if we're continuing that whole tradition that we just started about me saying URLs, I'm not going to say the URL. But if you look up rain on a tent, there's like a whole dynamic um, website. Uh, sorry, it's a dynamic rain sound generator. Um, that I, uh, frequency shaped rain noise generator. Um, it's just, it's just describing a, that it has this like fanciful thing that it described that I didn't realize it said. Um, the rain on your tent without the damp shirt. You are lying under a tarp tent, listening to the rain gently fall overhead as the rain falls from the sky. A little bit redundant. Drips off the trees above and lands on your tent. This particular sound will bring back memories for many who used to go camping as children. It also helps to keep things in perspective, reminding us that sometimes the real comfort can be as simple as having shelter for the night, especially when it starts to rain. What is this? It's a nice sentiment. I just didn't realize. I don't know. It is a nice feeling to know that you're safe and warm when the rain is happening. Yeah, I guess, in it. I guess I... The reading that was weird for me because I just never thought of it that way. I just wanted rain sounds. Um, but yeah, this whole thing has like a bunch of sliders on it and you can set it to auto uh, animate. So it'll move the sliders on its own and it changes dramatically what the sound sounds like. Um, so it can sound like rain on a tent or pavement or on trees. And I don't know how this program does it. I'm sure it's very easy. I just don't understand sound. Um, but yeah, rain on a tent is what I've been using recently. Um, it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Let's see if I can play this. Yeah, it's just that. But then I could be like, hey, change the animation. And it just gets, uh... that changed? It hasn't changed yet. It's because I was pressing too many buttons. It's changing a little bit now. Anyways, it's just real good. How do I stop this? There we go. Uh, yeah, and I play that when I go to sleep, and you can set, like, a timer on it. So I play it for like four hours, just in case. And then when I wake up, it's not raining anymore. It's the sun's out. It's good. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't been outside. I haven't looked outside for like four days. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Probably. <laughs> well, I went outside today, so I feel good about that. Excellent. What's your second thing? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes. Very good. You answered correct. <laughs> My second thing is another piece of media. This time it's a film. Okay. It's called Lion King One and a Half. And it's an incredible movie. Brendan and I watched it recently. Uh -huh. um, I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. I remember really liking it when I was a kid. And uh, I thought it was, like, really good. Like, I thought it stood up. Like, it's not as good as Lion King, but I thought it was, like, for one of those straight 
to DVD movies that wasn't in theaters, I thought it was really good for that as yeah, a kid. To be honest, like even as an adult, it's like yeah, it was it it did like it was pretty funny. It had good jokes for children. Um, it, they were a lot of them were really cheesy, and I didn't care for them. Um, but like it wasn't a bad movie. I just hmm. didn't enjoy it as an adult, and I never really saw. It. I think I saw it once as a kid, and I didn't care about it. Lion King one and a half. Yeah. I thought you never saw it before. I, like as we were watching it, I remember scenes. I remember like things from it, but I don't remember Those like are things from the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the Lion King one and a half is a 2004 film. 2004? Um, when yeah. did Lion King come out? I don't know. 1990s. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's quite a bit after. You keep talking. I'm gonna look up Lion King now. Um. Anyway, so Lion King one and a half takes place at the same time as Lion King, as the Lion King, but it's from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa, and the whole movie essentially is Timon and Pumbaa watching Lion or watching their story in a film theater and commenting on it every once in a while. So it's like you kind of get the commentary version without putting the commentary on, but it's Timon and Pumbaa watching the it's, movie with you in so real time. you get commentary. You you don't get, like, it, it's just... It's silly. But it's no, but saying it's commentary, commentary usually invokes, like, oh, this is why we did this, or this is what was happening. What it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No. Anyway, so it's Timon and Pumbaa. It's got new songs, which are fun. Yeah. And it starts off with Pumbaa, you know, living that meerkat lifestyle. What? It starts off with who? Timon, living that (laughs) meerkat lifestyle. uh, Way past Pride Rock, like really far away. Like even farther, like way farther than the elephant graveyard. Yeah. It was like, they did a whole zoom out and it was like, oof. Yeah, really far away. And essentially Timon is unsatisfied with his life because... All they do is dig and hide from the hyenas, and Timon's not good at hiding or digging or anything. Yeah, he's just, like, ostracized. So he decides he's going to go off on his own adventure because he does not fit in with the meerkat community, and he wants to go and find a place to live. And he runs in with Rafiki pretty soon after that, and Rafiki says look beyond what you see and um you find out later from timon's mom that timon is not a metaphorical person so telling him a metaphor is not good but um so timon takes it really literally and keeps trying to look beyond what he can see and tries to find the farthest place away that he think will make he thinks will make a good home and throughout the entire movie it intersects with the lion king so like you know, Timon and Pumbaa are at Pride Rock when Simba is born. Um, and it's actually really funny because, okay, so... Yes, those moments are pretty good. Yeah, so Pumbaa, um, when Timon meets Pumbaa, they're like, um, Timon's scared that Pumbaa's gonna eat him, but then he's like, no, I don't eat other animals, I just eat bugs. He's insectivorous. He's insectivorous. And so then they become friends and they hang out. And uh, they go to Pride Rock together because Timon's trying to get this like little area beyond Pride Rock where he saw when he was looking beyond what he could see. 
and all of the animals are out there and uh, they start going through the crowd to get to this like little alcove cave area that Timon wants to live at and um, all of the animals are there and Pumbaa really does not do well in crowds as he continuously says because he's got a problem with the flatulence. <laughs> Oh, that's what we're calling it? The flatulence? Yeah. Okay. He uh, toots, and it's a big toot when he does a toot. It's a big <laughs> one. And uh, it's really smelly, and so everyone around them starts fainting, except for Timon, who is fine. I guess he's immune. Yeah, I don't know why. They never explained that. It I was guess just he like... can't smell. Maybe that's why he's bad at sentry, because he can't smell. No, but you don't need... You don't smell for sentry. You look. Yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so... Uh... Anyway, so all the animals start fainting around them, except for Timon. And then it it goes into this, like, scene where Timon and Pumbaa keep walking through the crowd. And then as they're going, it's like the zebras are like, Oh, the, the rhinos are bowing? We better bow too, because everyone fainted in the background. So then it's like that scene where all the animals are bowing and Lion King is really, when Simba's born, is really because Pumbaa farted. And that's canon. Yeah. And then they, like, go to that little alcove, and then their, like, little nice house that they have set up um, is interrupted by I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which is a song in The Lion King. And then they keep going, and they end up, like, you know, in all these different places. One place they end up in the canyon, where Mufasa dies. They, um, end up... Spoilers. Okay. Uh, I was waiting for you to say that. Actually? Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's an okay joke to make. Yeah, but you did not good. Okay. It's, Thank you. Yeah. I, okay. Um, they end up in like the elephant graveyard or in like where the hyenas live when they're singing that song. It's so good. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no one's around. This is okay. And then it's just like the beginning of the song where like Scar sings it and there's all the hyenas marching and it's yeah, just their shadows. Yeah. And it's just really good. Um, so they keep intersecting with all these parts in The Lion King, um, the original movie, but it's from Timon and Pumbaa's perspective. And then eventually they get to the place where they um, finally live where they find Simba eventually and then there's like a nice little montage of them growing up and then you know Timon and Pumbaa try and sabotage um, Simba and Nala mm -hmm. getting together because they don't want to miss they don't want to lose their friend their little baby boy Simba who they raised yeah. who they love which was and... half in the movie in the actual movie when they were like worried that they were he was they were gonna lose him so it was yeah like, yeah. yeah but this was like yeah a bunch of like pranks they were trying to pull to like separate them but all of their pranks actually ended up like getting them closer together it's like the part when um Nala and Simba trip and fall down the hill that was Simone um, Timon and Pumbaa mm -hmm. the part where the, all the butterflies come from the tree that was Timon and Pumbaa it's like everything is caused by Timon and Pumbaa and it goes all the way to the end of the movie um from their perspective um one thing that I was really interesting interested to read when I researched this movie is that it has a 78% rating really on Rotten Tomatoes um and a lot of people think it's um a direct-to-video sequel worthy of the original that's a pretty that's not fair yeah it's a pretty well-received movie. Uh, it's a good movie. No, it, it is. But the tone of the original movie does not sh match 
so it shouldn't be like it's it's like apples and potatoes no i know but i feel like it's it's just also good oh, okay that's fair um the quality of the animation is surprisingly impressive some static backgrounds are the primary concession to a small screen budget and the fluid character movements and expression are vastly superior of those to say lion king's timon and pumbaa tv cartoon series Much yeah but than that. that's a cartoon series that's not fair well i anyway um because this this is another person they wrote um about it another cri- critic because Disney's made-for-video sequels to their classic animated films have been mediocre at best, expectations for this new sequel to the Mouse House's 1994 blockbuster. There you go. 1994. Yeah, which is wild. But thanks to a clever storyline, snappy dialogue that kids and adults will enjoy, a couple of decent new songs, and the return of their original voice actors, Lion King 1.5 is an irreverent gas. Of course it is. Yeah. An actual interesting thing is that many reviewers have suggested that the film was influenced by the Tom Stoppard play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which follows Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, two minor characters from Shakespeare's play Hamlet, and details their experience taking place during the same time as the events in Hamlet, similarly to what the film does with its predecessor, which has been compared to Hamlet. Hmm. Right, so the Lion King has been compared to the storyline of Hamlet because it's like very similar. Yeah. And then it's just interesting that this oh, that film they did that. That's cool. It's like the same. You think it was intentional? Um, apparently, um, screenwriter Tom Rogers confirmed that this was intentional in a 2019 interview. That's, excuse me, that's 15 years later. For you uh, to be like, yeah, 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 no, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, no, we did that. Well, the original movie was inspired by Hamlet. Are you sure? There was a whole contra. I was gonna bring this up. It's not a, it's not a dig, because there's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from anywhere. But there was a Japanese movie called Kimba and the White Kimba the White Lion, which is literally almost like word uh, like scene for scene the Lion King, and it came out in 1966. And it, it, when The Lion King came out, there was like a very small amount of controversy because obviously it was buried. Um, that it was like, hey, this exists already. You just did it like with nicer animation and stuff. No, I need that. Anyways, uh... all in all, it's like you can say that Kimba, the White Lion, also stole Hamlet. It's not. It's not like a big deal. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just, just never saying. heard of that before. Really? Yeah. It's all over Tumblr every once in a while. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like a whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole section. The Lion King controversy. Controversy. Uh, a number of journalists and fans watched Disney's animated feature film, The Lion King. They noticed the characters and events in the story resembling those of Kimba. Although the two works follow different screenplays, uh, I guess so not scene for scene, there are strong artistic similarities, uh, and The Lion King contains numerous sequences that closely match Kimba's. Alleged similarities in the characters, the protagonist lion cubs Kimba and Simba, <laughs> the evil lions, the one-eyed Claw and Scar, the mandrills, Daniel and, uh, I don't, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that properly, Daniel and Rafiki, the animated birds, Polly Cracker and Zazu, um, and, uh, other differences include, there, there's, yeah, they just start going off and stuff, I don't need to continue with this, uh, but have a look at that. 
everybody steals from everybody. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw shade at Lion King or anything, but it's a whole thing. I think it's very interesting. <gasps> However, the word lion in Swahili is Simba, so I feel like that's a that yeah. That's probably that's probably like a, a good like yeah. that, that was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Lion King one and a half. If you're gonna get Disney Plus to watch Mandalorian, <laughs> put on Lion King one and a half after. It's honestly a solid movie. I still enjoyed it watching it. But I, I feel like I like silly humor more than Brendan does, so I, I feel like his opinion on it is going to be harsher than mine. But I really enjoy it. I also feel like it brought back nice memories from when I was a kid watching it. And I think it's a great movie. So I think you should check it out if you haven't. Yeah, it is definitely worth it. Huh. Yeah. What's your last thing? My last thing is kind of similar to the first one. Um, You're not allowed to do that. What does that mean? You're not allowed to say similar things. No, it's not that similar. It's just the feeling is quite similar. Meh. Huh? Meh. All right. Um, it's cleaning. Just cleaning. Just like cleaning, cleaning our space. Are living. When have you ever cleaned? I did so many dishes. I, I couldn't stop doing dishes, Melissa. There's so many still there. Yeah. We're bad at living. But anyways. Um, There's a lot of cleaning to be done if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know, I'll set you to work. <laughs> Don't do that weird laugh at me. I almost knocked down the microphone, too. It was very funny. It's time for you to get to cleaning, Cinderella. <laughs> I don't know. Why'd you say it like... I, I, that was a good one. I don't know. Just why'd you say it like that? You said it like a like a gangster of sorts, without the accent. I don't know. You mean because I said Cinderella? Yeah, is, is the inflection of... Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, there's just something so nice about cleaning your space. Um, both me and Melissa. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> too little, too late. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, both me, uh, Brenny, and Melissa, my partner. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Uh, anyways, we're both. We both collect a lot of things, so there's a lot of things everywhere, and they all have a place which is always good. Like, it's not like th there's inherently a mess. Um, but there is just always inherently a mess because of who we are as people, not because of the things that we have. Uh, and those are different, and I, I know people will understand that, hopefully. But anyways, um, yeah. No, our place is generally, like, kind of a little messy. The biggest issues, for the most part, like, we can keep the living room clean and, like, your workspace clean because all the things that are there can't like have spaces um, or places. Um, and I'm not too worried about those spaces right now. If you are, I can pack up the cards that are there and stuff. Um, but like things like the kitchen, it's always a constant nightmare. And it's just like, no, I wish whatever, if ever we have kids or whatever, I don't know, depending on how the world is, um, like that's one thing I gotta tell them. It's like, hey, chores are never ending. And you are in charge of them now. Nobody tells you to do them. Yeah. I hope you, like, you have to be ready. 
and I know my mom definitely, like, basically warned us, um, but I didn't, I didn't take it as seriously, and it's like, man, I did dishes yesterday, and I gotta do them again? I, the garbage keeps filling up, what's going on? I took, I took it out last week, and yeah. there's more, and it's just, it's just one of those things, but, like, starting, like, from, like, from zero, like, having no mess, like, wiping everything down, scrubbing everything clean, no dishes in the sink, like, that kind of clean, starting from that, it's so good, um, uh, and yeah, just similar to the rain sounds, I was looking up, um, like, positive psychological benefits from, like, that kind of organization, um, so this is from Psychology Today, so I just hope that they're doing their, res uh, they're getting their resources right, because I'm not checking their sources, uh, uh, a study led by Associate Professor Nicole R. Keith. Okay, I, I don't know why I was confused about that. Nicole R. Keith, PhD, research scientist and professor at Indiana University, found that people with clean houses are healthier than people with messy houses. Now, this could be a whole thing. Like, uh, just that statement alone. Yeah. It's like, a, that's a whole box of worms in terms of, um, like, uh, poverty and, and th like, racial things because those are intrinsically linked and, like, all sorts of stuff. I understand why that is linked, like, superficially with data that is available. Um, and I do inherently feel better, like, mentally. I absolutely feel better when I clean things. Um, trying to keep them clean is always like a struggle, but like when I do clean, when, when everything goes back in its place, when everything's organized, I feel loads better. I feel like I can breathe and it's so good. Um, uh, so yeah, without actually going into that bag of worms. <laughs> yeah. Statements like that are always problematic. It's yeah. just... Well, let's, I, I, I address, I don't want, that's a whole, that's a whole conversation. I don't. Let's talk about happy things. Let's talk about good things. Um, Keith and her colleagues uh, tracked the physical health of 900... And, oh, that's a good number. 998 African Americans between the ages of 49 and 65, a demographic known to be at an increased risk for heart disease. Uh, participants who kept their homes clean were healthier and more active than those who didn't. I don't, I don't know if I like this study anymore. It's just, it's very specific. Anyways, I'm sure we might be overthinking it, but like there's too much that is definitely not overthought. Anyways, um, in a 2010 study, here we go, published in the scientific journal Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, uh, used linguistic analysis software to measure the way 60 individuals discussed their homes. Women who described their living spaces as cluttered or full of unfinished products were more likely to be depressed and fatigued than women who described their homes as restful and restorative. The researchers also found that women with cluttered homes expressed higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Again, I don't know why it's gotta be women. Let's move on. I don't, we don't need to open that box of crayons. I just didn't want to use worms again. But anyways, it's that, I'm, I feel like it's a general thing. Like, everybody does feel, like, less stressed when they have a cleaner workspace to work with. And even having, like, a cluttered space doesn't have to be messy. 
because um, I will absolutely argue tooth and nail that our space is clean when we clean it, even though we have like a million things. They all have their place. They all have a place to be. And I just really like that feeling. Yeah, <clears throat> it is nice. And I, I, I bring that up about the dishes because like I, we just we both lapsed on doing dishes for like two days and it was like a nightmare. Um, so I did a whole bunch of them and then I like cooked dinner and then I immediately like half cleaned up after I cleaned up all the counters but all the dishes are still there for dinner from dinner. Uh, but like immediately cleaning and keeping that space clean, it's sometimes a struggle because I don't feel like it. But when I do feel like it, I immediately feel better. Like I don't, I'm not gonna go into the kitchen and be like, oh, there's there's pots everywhere, yeah. there's dirty like. It's just like no, there's stuff in the sink. That's that's where it's supposed to be. It's not all over the counter because the, we have a small sink, and sometimes our dishes are kind of overspill onto the counter. It's a good place to be. I want to be in the kitchen. It's great, and that's how I feel. Especially like like when we um, we had people see our apartment recently because we were just moving apartments in the same building. Um, and we like cleaned up a little bit to make sure it was like nice to look at and it was like yeah this is good we we like it was just like it was small things that we didn't really think about but it was like oh we don't we're a little embarrassed so we like cleaned up all the small things and it was like yeah this is good this is good we should try to keep doing this it's just a good feeling and i don't want to go into the psychology of it because all these these two the first two studies that i looked at apparently were just i don't i don't want to keep going down that road i don't want to figure that out um, but like without the legitimate resources, I know that it's good. I know it makes you feel better. Um, sometimes it is difficult to try and do when you have, you know, working so much or you have multiple jobs or you have school and you have to juggle so many things and keeping your space clean and organized is not a priority when you can work within that disorganized space. But whenever you do get a chance to clean it and keep it organized. It does feel good. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. Nice feeling to have a clean space. Oh, this, I hate this website. What makes staying organized so difficult? It's just that the way they're framing it makes mm-hmm. it seem so like clear cut. One, you have too much clutter. The solution, get ready, getting rid of clutter can be difficult, uh, especially with emotional attachment to stuff. Try donating it or throwing it away. It's just, it's just like, yeah, just try, man. Um, you don't have enough time. The solution. Um, actually, that's not so bad. Uh, chunking your cleaning instead of trying to do a whole thing at once. Do like 20 minutes of it. That's actually not a bad thing. Um, you forgot how nice it feels to be organized. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah, I don't like this. Anyways. I, I'm sure they had good intentions, but most white people did when they did bad things. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I just really like clean space, and I was thinking about that today after I did the dishes, and I felt so good about it. It was so good, and like, we're gonna do laundry soon. I'm so excited to just get rid of all those clothes that are just yeah. hanging about. It's so good. Anyways, that's pretty much our show. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, uh, hope you like some of the stuff and can relate. Um, I don't remember what I can't remember if I was supposed to do something for this episode um, still haven't gotten any messages from any viewers which is totally fine uh, viewers 
gosh. Um, but if you do want to send us stuff, um, we could talk about it. We can shout. We could do like a little shout out at the end of the show. Um, not a big deal though, because I do this for me. It's very exciting, and I get to do it with you. It's yeah. very exciting. It's very it. fun. I love it, and I love doing stuff with you. You're one of the stuff that I love. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks to everyone at Trent Radio for putting up with us when we don't submit shows and we just have to well that's that's super easy i just feel bad every time i don't have new content um thanks to matt campbell for providing us with our music um and thanks to everybody who actually listens it's very nice of you and we appreciate it if you do want to get into contact with us uh, our Twitter and Instagram is uh, W-L-S-A-S-S-Y, so W-L-Sassy. Um, and you can email us at all one word, uh, we like stuff and so should you at gmail.com. Send us stuff that you like and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about you. We'll like it too. Yeah. Maybe. No it's, guarantees. Exactly. Uh, if it is something nice, we'll definitely talk about it. We get, even if we've talked about it before on the show we'll just talk about it again because it's really good yeah I'll play some music that I'll figure out Um, we'll play some music that he'll figure out what should we play rain sounds rain sounds why not I guess how am I gonna is that boring no I just I don't know how to get that into an audio clip because the way the, the the website it's so dynamic I don't know how to get that into a good audio clip and I don't want to like record everything for like five minutes while we're trying to be silent in the background. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I could just play more Luca because I I do love listening to them. Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah, I'm going to play a song from Luca, uh, named to be determined because I have a lot of time at the end of the show, so we'll see. Um. But uh, listen to Luca. Matt Campbell is a part of that band. Same with Jim Parrott. Um, it stands for Last Universal Common Ancestor. And that is their band name. Uh, listen to them and have a listen right now. Bye. Bye. See you next week, hopefully. Because hopefully Bye. we have a, an actual uh, produced oh, episode. Awa oh, oh, oh. <laughs> awa. Can I, can I, you've never seen that video? Can I get an awa awa? And then he tries to put the microphone to his dog who's just growling. And just like it's a little like little chihuahua looking thing, and it's just growling, being like, arr, arr, arr. and then it's just like, hey, can I get an owl? Owl? It's just like, owl, owl. <laughs> it's really good. I'll show it to you. Anyways, bye. Bye.